And welcome back to Zima Box, where I'm Anthony. And I'm Anthony. No, you're the WikiLeaks. I am the WikiLeaks, you're right. That is the WikiLeak of the day. The WikiLeak of the day is that COVID-19 is soon to be solved, as well as many high social ranking elites throughout the world are going to be arrested for child sex trafficking. That's your WikiLeaks of the day. Stay tuned. And then we have our... Special guest of the week, you know from last week, Mr. Kevin. Hey, what's up, guys? I need a soundboard to be like, ew, 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 ew. I got you. I got you. Oh my god, he has a soundboard. I got you. Gotta use, you I got gotta, the best one of all. Oh, the Duke Nukem soundboard? Balls no. of steel. No. You balls, 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 balls. You remember that steel. character I saw on fucking this, Tumblr? Yes. This is mine. Every single time y'all see me now. Oh, I gotta, I gotta turn the volume up. Oh, what? God damn it! <laughs> He's on. playing it. I'm hearing out, but technical difficulty. Technical <laughs> difficulty. <laughs> but that fucking awful character I saw on fucking Tumblr. Yes. With the Duke Nukem soundboard, mm-hmm. Kirk did that. Yes. <laughs> nut, 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 <laughs> nut, nut, nut. <laughs> <laughs> I thought y'all said this Yo, yo, okay So last week's podcast was an absolute Train wreck So we decided to do it again <laughs> This week we really We were gonna talk about fucking music But we'll do that fucking next week This week we're just gonna talk about like like We're gonna bullshit and talk about stupid D&D characters I do We've had or we've played oh, man I'm playing one right now that I feel is absolutely ridiculous. What's yours? Alright, his name is Cal Lopo, and he's a cleric. Cal Lopo? He, he is a, um... He's half-orc for that little bit You know bit what of I think of when I hear the name? Cal? Cal. K-O-U. Cal oh, I was thinking Lopo. Cal from, like a um, from, from, from like... Superman. And Lobo. Yeah, okay. And, and Lobo's from the DC Universe. Uh, you, that asshole. Lobo has to be the most underrated fucking villain. I love Lobo. I mean, he's the man. He's the man. He's the man. I was a nerd on it. I was thinking like Torn from like you know World of Warcraft. Nerd. Full of horn. But uh, <coughs> all right, go ahead. Back to Cal Lobo. He's this handsome half orc fellow who has decided. To rebel against, uh, I apologize. He's decided to rebel against the new invading forces on this town. Basically, this this beautiful witch or demoness or whatever, and she's got these uh, these vine and root covered orcs with her, like half the body. Yeah, oh, I know what she's got. That's an actual her. thing. So Calopo does the most badass thing he could do, and this is because he's currently being played in a game run by, or run with like three other first timers in Terry. 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 But um, he's sort of just like, well, you know, I'm, I'm gonna have to ask you to leave the town, and she's like, no, but you're welcome to leave the town, but you could stay and gain great wealth. So he takes off his robes. Fully displaying his breastplate of Desna. So it's this shiny steel breastplate that he takes care of every night with the big ass holy symbol of Desna emblazed in brass across the front of it. And he's just like, yeah, no. 
I'm gonna have to go. What's funny is that's what he's supposed to do because Desna's one of the uh, the deities of travel of the travel domain. So he's supposed to pretty much be on the move twenty four. So I have had a recurring dream <laughs> as of late where I was in the like DD was real in reality. Like we actually cast spells. There's clerics, wizards, rogues, fighters, mm-hmm. and I. For some reason, always dreamed myself to be a cleric. You should be a cleric. Clerics are OP as fuck. I, I have, love them. I have this idea for cleric. I've been wanting to play for the past year, and I have worked on it and tweaked it for a year. It is a cleric of Phrasma. Ooh, half elf, cl- half elf cleric of Phrasma, with the domains of healing and death, both domains of Phrasma. Oh, the super old one. Well, there's one domain of healing, and there's <coughs> the subdomain of death. I think no, I mean the character. Was this supposed to be the super old one you told me about? No, I'll get to the old one. The okay. old one's funny as shit. Uh, he's a monk, by the way. I'll just say it right okay. now. He's a very racist old monk. Racist <laughs> against gnomes. Oh, so he's about a seven-year-old Caucasian here in uh, Florida. <laughs> God. No, well, kind of. Kind of? Okay. But, but he talks like this. Like you know? a seven-year-old Caucasian yeah. here. In, like, uh, like the idea was... Yes. Yes. You fucking the... gnomes. <laughs> yes. Back in my day, we beat you out of the street. Back in my day, we used you as a hacky but... Terry, get the fire hose. The idea is to play him for one session, and then he would have a heart attack and die, right? Yeah. And he's like... Well, oh, we're in the middle of battle, and he's like, "Oh, what are we doing? Oh, we're hitting that guy." Seven goes, hits and one go. He goes over oh, the flurry of blows it. at like a minimum of plus six. Yeah, and just yeah. wrecks some poor I don't know goblin. And, he's, <laughs> and it's just it's, it's just like bad. he hits him and he's like, "I did it." Eh. But at the end, he would it's actually have a heart attack. Run on Halo, and he hits him for one hundred and fifty damage out of a maximum of. 20. <laughs> but he has a heart attack and dies, and he's like... After his third uh, hit, he's punching a corpse. <laughs> just remember, my children. Fuck gnomes. And then he dies. So he just dies with its last phrase being an extreme prejudice against the poor gnomes. Yes. I can't, I can't go against that, because my favorite Arthur is Alwarn Kong, and he... My favorite Arthur was my uncle. Shut up, you mean Arthur, you <laughs> meant. <laughs> Author. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Writes <Rude>. books. <laughs> which is a literature RPG genre, which he is known as the father of modern literature <coughs> RPG. He has been, that has been, is published. He had his, it's legal now that he is considered the father of literature, or modern literature RPG. And one of his sayings in his books, it's very famous, is Gnome's Rule. Yes, I've heard this. I've heard this. Yeah, it's the uh, his book series is called Chaos Seed. It's called uh, the first book is the Land, which brings out the whole series and it's based off this guy named Ricker. He used to be like a uh, EMT medic, whatever, and they got transported to another world, and um, they have chaos seeds and he's a chaos seed and you have chaotic neutral uh chaotic evil everything and then chaos um but basically you go about his life in the new 
in the new uh, the new world. He makes his own village and everything, and it's you watch him level up and everything, and meet uh, his half elves and everything, and him grow his village. It's fucking awesome. I recommend it. Definitely amazing book. Awesome guy. He's actually a doctor. He's his actual title is Doctor Alrod Kong. He lives in Atlanta. Fucking amazing uh, doctor, author, everything. Um, for some of us who aren't familiar with a lot of the new subgenres of literature that have come out over the past 10, 15 years, because some of us stopped paying attention after high school. We just stopped paying attention to what's coming out and what's new, including myself, admittedly. Uh, would you mind explaining what a lit RPG is as compared to other genres of literature? Okay, so the best way to explain literature RPG, uh, have you ever seen the movie Ready Player One? Yes, I will. Yeah, it's been a while, but yes. Okay, so that is kind of like the basis of literature RPG. So is um, it from a second person perspective, whereas like turn to page this, like Goosebumps did? Turn to page 171 if you chose Oh, the choose your own. It's not like that no. at all? You basically, okay, a lot of the books are basically you follow somebody's life. They either, uh, one of my favorites was uh, this dude, he killed his daughter's rapist type of thing. And the prison system is now basically a data mining system. Ooh. And you get transported, your conscious gets transported. It's kind of like, uh, I don't know if you watch anime, stuff like that, whoever does, uh, Sword Art Online, where you put on the headset and you get transported, basically, your conscious, your subconscious, everything, uh, gets transported to a different world. And locked into it, if I remember correctly. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's basically the same way. Well, for this guy, he was <clears throat> data mining. Um, he was basically stuck in a cave system, uh, mining gold and stuff, and making money for the prison system. Uh, there was, basically, it's hard to level up there, but... If somehow, for miraculously, you level up everything, you can bust out of there and you live your life, your whole sentence through through virtual reality in, exactly. a, in, a, in, a, in a paradise of sorts. Yes. And what was that called? The book. Yeah. I don't fucking remember. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. I've read so many books. Like this, this whole year so far, I've read about forty books. Jeez, I'm not even close to that. Not even close because honestly, I don't usually read paper bound books. So, this is I what April 7th, right? Yeah. I've read a total of zero books, but I read a lot of like fucking articles. Well, yeah, but I mean, no, nothing beats cover to cover a book. And honestly, I think we as a household should probably get together and start filling some bookshelves. I need to get some as soon as the corona releases its hold on well, companies like go, IKEA and If Walmart. you go in my room, you see that whole shelf filled with books. Yeah. Half of them are cookbooks. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've perused. I've seen. I mean, there's some decent books in there. Want to hear something funny? Huh. When I was a kid, I wasn't allowed to use the stove. Speaking of cooking. Just because my dad was a firm believer that if a child under the age of teen, at the end of the number, is trying to cook, they're going to burn the house down. Unfortunately, at the age of 13, that didn't dissipate. You're still going to burn the house down, so you're not allowed to cook on the stove. You know, get bent. Right. <clears throat> they allowed me one time to cook dinner. Main sides and everything out of the microwave. I even bought a book from the Salvation Army of how to cook in the microwave. Meals from the microwave. Yep. Ah. Okay. 
we had fully cooked chicken breast, roasted vegetables, and red potatoes out of the motherfucking microwave. How did it turn out? God awful, it was microwave. Come the fuck on right now, please. But the point is, is that's one of the books that I am, like, so kicking myself for. That I remember in on their bookshelf right now. What in the Lord are you doing? I have a piece of weed right in the middle of my grinder. <sighs> I'm trying to get it. It's just, I don't know, it's bothering it's, me because... Well, it's mashed OCD, down by that, right? Yeah, like that little middle piece in the, in the lid. Yeah. Which, there it is. Oh, there it is. Oh, oh, oh. The issue with so, MD. Oh, he's not, he is a medical doctor. I thought yeah, you were talking he's like big. PhD. That ain't my No, he is. This dude is a hunk. He is hunk. awesome. Um, he is one of the people that I really look up to. Stephen King was born in Okay, Texas. and I got his title wrong. He's the father of American literature RPG. Ah. See, okay, so, so a, little, a little thing about me. Oh, go ahead. I cut you off. I would like to finish with this as... So, a lot of people nowadays are more towards... Um, a, people put a lot of color into things like, you know, Black Lives Matter and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, a lot of people like to support black businesses. Uh, Dr. Alaron Kong is black. He is an amazing doctor, author, man, and one of the people that I support for black businesses. Mm -hmm. Just because I have so much respect for him. Right. And he has amazing teeth. He has Just amazing look at this fucking face, dude. Look at that! Those teeth. That's a smile. They stand out, but definitely not in a bad way. It's like the. I'm, like, I'm jealous. Because I got shitty teeth. Because like I drink a lot of fucking sweet tea and coffee, so my teeth are like perma stained. I have great teeth, and I abuse them. They deserve more respect than I give them. <laughs> like, open Wait, look at this guy. <laughs> no, 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 that's what this I'm gentleman. I would trust that man with my taxes. He's an MP. I trust that. I would trust that man with my life. I trust that man. Not just because he's a doctor, surgery. but just because, like, you could tell, like, from people's auras and stuff. If you could see auras, just looking at this guy, <laughs> just well, think amazing. Is, think person. which one's worse, death or fucking with the IRS? <laughs> <laughs> man, at least dealing with death—it's a straight answer. <laughs> dealing with the IRS. Oh, you have to pay us money at the end of the year. Oh no! Oh, how much? Oh no! You've got to figure that out. No, what if here's I'm wrong? the funny thing. We know, but we got to make. I you owed guess. the IRS seven hundred ninety-eight dollars, which was bullshit. It was bullshit. Well, whatever. I got the form. I was like, okay, IRS. I talked to the lady on the phone, and she told me to go get this form because I couldn't pay eight hundred fucking dollars just out of pocket just that day, you know. So I fucking. Got the form to fill out so I can make, like, like I think it was, like, $150, $200 monthly payments. Yeah, I remember that. Oh, my I God. I said... Oh, yeah. They said, oh, no, uh, by the way, uh, we never got your letter, so I sent it again. I sent it a total of three times, by the way. That same form. Every time, we never got your letter. So I just, like, fuck it, and they took it off my next year's taxes. I got, like, $56 back that year. <laughs> yeah. 
Because they just took it out of That's some weird shit, dude. That's like nothing from the severity in film. Okay, so... <laughs> a little tidbit about you me... You just nutted from what I assume is financial rape, right? So. <laughs> Nut! <laughs> Back to, um... How much did you lose again? Like $800. Hold on, I want to hear from him. $800. I love it. This condom is full. I hate it, but I love it. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so, in high school, what I wanted to be was either a fucking, believe it or not, WWE wrestler. Which everyone wanted to be at some point. At some point, yeah. Or a a uh, video game writer. Like, the story game, li- uh, the storyline writing for video games. Okay. I actually, I used to write fucking actual video games. Were you going to include things like side quests and, um... Like the different paths that we take for the character to uncover the full storyline. I say this because here recently I've been playing the Bioshock series. Oh. And I have to admit, at the we end of always... every level, it's like, alright, this is it. Come meet me, we're going to face the final boss. And then it's, oh no, insert random item has malfunctioned. Well, my friend, you have to fix it. Go here, go here, go here. I'm going to wait in safety. Okay, out of 10 stars. All of the missions. Out of 10 stars, how is the Bioshock series? Oh, god damn. It's at least a 9. It's a... Oh, I thought you were going to go... Yeah. (laughs) It's a... Nut! (laughs) It's at least a 9, and the reason... This calls for... A shot! Ah, lord. He's going to consume more alcohol. And I'm joining him! I am not. I'm already fucking crossfaded to, like, a motherfucker. Well, this is going to be my last one for the evening, fellas, and not even beer can cross these lips. Just getting as soon as we're off air, I'm probably going to drink more. The point is, is... I get to work tomorrow. It's a celebration. It's a celebration. What about Nicole? Does she go to work, too? No, unfortunately, because she took the leave from Walmart, the unpaid leave. She has 14 days off whether she likes it or not. Uh, but you know what that means? I get to come home tomorrow, and Nicole is not going to have to have gone to work. She's going to be rested. We can spend some time together. I got to say, even though this coronavirus has been god-awful and has ravaged the country, I was blessed. The world. Guess how many people are infected? Two, uh, 1.3 mil. Oh, that's more than the TB virus. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have anything on influenza. When, when, when I, yeah. When I heard about it on the news, I thought it was just some sort of like, you know, the yearly like, oh no, this is Ebola is going to kill you. Oh no, this is like H one N one, the swine flu, bro. They even made video games after H one N one. One of my favorite was actually a PUBG clone. It was Z one N one or H one Z one. There we go. It was just a PUBG clone, and it wasn't even a good one. You couldn't lay down all the way. H one Z one came out before PUBG. Nope. Actually. Um, no, it was Arma. Arma came out before Arma PUBG. came out well before PUBG. And we it, always go back to video games. Uh, let's look at, dude, look at, we're three gamers. We, we're, we're not fucking nerds, man. We're, we're nerds. And what's worse is we, we are cross-direction. I guarantee you everyone in here has a definite experience with a collectible trading card game of at least one or two types. Oh, uh, I actually did, because I've been, straight I've too been far, bored on this. back to the video games. Uh, well, this is about magic. On so topic, I've already opened the door. On topic, D and D characters. I have an idea. You know what? He's right. We need to loop this back in for our anxious characters. Um, listener. So, 
$1,825 in my magic collection. But go ahead. I needed to make that point. It's an OCD Reinhardt, thing. look I'm, at me. I'm what the fuck, man? That's how much it's worth. That's not how much I've bought. It's probably about 500 I've probably bought That's still the You've never you seen my Star Wars collection, have you? No, he hasn't. I've only heard about it once. I have about almost $20,000 worth of Star Wars stuff. From figures all the way from 1980. And up. And not, not the dollar store remixes. The only... Juan Holo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's genuine licensed shit. The One. only thing that I wish I had was a 2015 Millennium Falcon from Legos. His lightsaber. And if I had had that, that sucker would have been $50,000. I feel like you feel about... Uh, collecting Star Wars things as much as I feel about uh, magic or as much as Weekly feels about guns! Okay, the only thing is because guns are so fucking expensive it's like, even for a baseline decent collector okay, if you had a million 400 bucks. If, mil- if you had a million dollars I would want to know what the name of your shooting range is going to be. Well, fuck you mean name, it's on my private property, it's called Park Here. <laughs> Right. Fuck, if you buy a new car, we'll shoot your car and get you another one. The loan's paid so, for. Don't worry about it. My D&D character right. that I have planned out for my next com- campaign is a warlock. It's just going to be a regular human warlock. It's a dad, though. And he does psychic damage by making dad puns. I love every fucking second his of it. Fucking, <gasps> it's beautiful. His, his Actually, companion Dad- that he summons is his son. I love every fucking second of it. Hang on, so let me get this clear. So in order to ensure that it's going to be his son every time, he went to another plane of existence, banged one of the residences there. Succubi. Succubi. Conception happened. I gave a real deal the seed took. Right? Hell yeah. And he put somehow a marker to where whenever he casts someone familiar... It's his own kid. It's his own kid. What powers does his kid have? Because if dad makes dad puns, I can only imagine this <laughs> kid, kid is as well. another is, warlock. Is partially psychic. So I mean, so he's like a cycling at this point. You know, be, yeah. Besides being part psychic, he's also part warlock. Close, you know, his dad's a warlock. So you know, he has his basic spells like fucking cast dark bolt type of shit. Do they have the same patron deity who basically gives them the magical, magical dollar bills to pay for their abilities? Sure. Cthulhu, great. Uh, <laughs> I was thinking that. That or just we pick a chaotic evil goddess and that's the pantheon we're going with. Whatever chaotic evil goddess falls into. Tiamat. Tia- oh my god, that's extended bitch. Good job, dude. Hell yeah. <laughs> His damage is based on the pun. Oh god. <laughs> like how worse the pun is, how more damage. Like if he wakes so, everyone up and tells them it's muggy outside, then comes downstairs and he's drinking coffee from a bowl. Because the Cause whole front yard is outside. And then everybody else takes a 1d4 damage. <laughs> <laughs> so there is a uh, actual bard meter. subtype that would I think would work better. So you don't so you can eliminate the whole deity and thing, and you're just like dad joke. 
I'm actually playing the sanity meter that I play with my chaotic oh, characters. Oh yeah! They all suffer sanity damage one d four. No, because sanity is only a, a a fixed ten point scale is how I play my chaotic characters. If they have a good day, they go up a point on sanity. They handle things better. If they have a bad day, they go down a point on their sanity meter, and they handle things a little worse. A zero being, oh, no, this man just insulted this woman. I'm going to kill him. A ten being, look, I understand you just murdered that child, but that child was kind of a dick. So let's let's just step aside here, and let's let's everyone will have a round on me at the bar, and we'll evaluate if this kid was really worth it. And th that's the type of logic you roll. I love it. It goes from I can't handle a, a stubbing my toe to you know what? Maybe that race didn't deserve to exist. God, <laughs> it's a broad play between. But the point is, is if you were to do that. And he just accidentally made a dad pun. Like, hey guys, you better catch these eggs. I tried to cook them sunny side up, but they're awful runny. Right? Everyone even immediately takes sanity damage for the rest exactly. of the day. <laughs> so, like, you've already got a character who just watched one of his best friends die. He's at a two. And dad rips off a fucking three-point pun. <laughs> the whole time he has to talk. Like a dad, like bring it in sport. Oh, you're a fucking piece of shit, don't you know, bud? It's <laughs> <Yeah>. people bugging <laughs> him. So Whoa, whenever his son would die, or he, like he he would summon his summon his son again. Yeah, because son. Like, he, the son would just remember how he dumbass. <laughs> He'd read Foreman love him, you dumbass. But then I can imagine also it's like the weekend, and the guy's sitting there. And he goes, "Oh, it's dinner time," and he rushes and he fixes dinner. And then he summons his familiar, and it's his familiar's time with his dad post-divorce. <laughs> so they have dinner together and talk about the day and discuss grades and shit. And then, of course, you know, summon familiar phase. It's time for the spell to dispel, and the kid goes home and goes to bed. The next morning, dad gets up bright and early, cracks his knuckles, and... Good morning, son! <laughs> I actually got the idea That's a romantic from a idea. podcast. Oh, really? And the podcast is called Dungeons and Daddies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dungeons and... I think it was Dungeons and Dragons and Daddies. It's Dungeons, Dungeons and, Daddies, and Daddies, not a BDSM podcast. Yes. May I have a beer, sir? Well, beer. If the pizza is not in the way because oh. we are mid-twenties frat boys. Thank you, sir. I just opened that beer with no opener. Fuck me, right? Right now? Well, going back to your old guy that's racing against gnomes, I feel like instead of him dying from a heart attack, I feel like he should get Kidnapped destroyed by, by an army of fucking gnomes. Gnome druids. That rip his body <laughs> apart. And of the Keebler family. <laughs> They just like rip him apart with, with weapons made of pastries. This is fucking beautiful. Like, be hell fudge you, bitch! It just like cuts him in half with a fucking sword. Everybody to, roll for psychic damage. Back, back to your uh, fucking uh, warlock. I have a bard that does kind of that. Uh, he's a sound striker bard, which means he can speak. He says one word a day. 
and it does 46 uh, sonic damage. Wait, 46 or 4d6? 4d6. Okay, make Not sure. 46. But it's like, that's an incredibly <laughs> specific number, and don't the person who took it. Yeah, he just read Foreman's. Once again, Red Foreman making For that For people appearance. that don't know what 4d6 is, you roll a 6 sided die four times. I mean, a maximum of 24 damage, but still, that's 24 damage of psychic just, damage. Just, ah! Oh. Like, barbarians, they have no protection against psychic damage whatsoever. Their brain am like this. <laughs> like, like, they are very vulnerable to that shit. Like every other form of damage. And then you have the intellect devourers, which are uh, fucking, uh, they take uh, 10 damage resistance oh, from man. psychic because they're literally brains with feet. Dude, dude, please, please tell Kevin about what me and Trey did with a couple of si- of mind devourers, please. What happened? We played pinata versus pinata. Okay, so oh, for reference, yeah. okay, a creature doesn't usually have damage resistance against other things that are on its body. For instance, a claw. Because, let's say it has an itch, it scratches. While it doesn't do like serious damage or scratch an itch, it still technically has to permeate the skin and rake across it doing damage. So we ruled in this homebrew game, might I add, it was it was quite a bit homebrew. I love it. That the creature could damage itself. So if used as a weapon, it could damage other creatures of the same type. We had these mind devourers that were complete assholes and they were terrorizing us. And if they manage to actually grapple you, they could basically take a chunk of your skull. Uh, yeah, just make sure you replace it with one of those. Yeah. But they could take a chunk of your, your skull. They were not friendly to play with, and it would reduce your intelligence or wisdom stat to bullshit very quickly. However, Trey, Trey Kirkland and I, managed to wrestle one of these into a grappled position each. We then picked them up and did what we like to colloquially refer to as pinata versus pinata. And we we basically timed it so we would swing and match each other at the same time. We rolled for this, and we rolled just high enough to make sure it was pulled off every time to the point where Reinhardt, the DM, was just like, you know what, I'm just going to skip to the end because y'all are keeping the grapples and you're you're damaging it. We're going to go for it. So we beat a motherfucker with another motherfucker held by a fourth motherfucker. Which, your first barbarian did something very similar with uh, dire wolves. They, that dire wolf earned it. He did. He did. Oh, I mean, they did. They, but they had, they had me pinned on the ground. I was playing a wizard. And I'm just shooting fucking them with my bow on the ground because I couldn't fucking fireball. Because mm-hmm. I would be caught in it. And you guys would be caught in it, too. Because we were all kind of like in a fucking pun intended dog pile. But I happened to have a barbarian half orc. And he was damn good at his job. His job, he was a wrestler. And not a circus oh, wrestler. Yeah. He, was a, he was a mercenary. But he would go on special missions and he would take out targets for people. He would shame them in their own communities. That was his specific job. Basically, he had really good ideas for having an intelligence of only seven. He did. He did. I mean, or at some points, there <laughs> were times where I, as a player, would say things out loud that my half orc would not know. In no way could possibly think of. So I would have to immediately cover myself with the phrase orc. And basically, I was helping out the others. Oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Cheers. Yay. Cheers. L'chaim. To a love of gaming that never dies. 
I hope it doesn't. I hope we're fucking 70, still playing a fucking PlayStation 80 or whatever the fuck new bullshit comes out. The PlayStation 30. I hope by then virtual reality comes to a fucking. You mean like in awesome Star point. Trek where they had the hollow room? No, I mean Holodeck. like fucking like Holodeck. Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online type of shit. Oh, oh, you're literally okay. That's that's why I read a lot of the game literature, literature RPG. May I get morbid for a moment, you guys? It's talking about games and virtual reality specifically has okay. kind of peaked here. Um, it's about when we die. Oh, According God. to a few people of the Christian religion, a, a sect of them, uh, a certain denomination, there we go, uh, pretty much everything you love is going to be in heaven. And that's kind of their answer for things like, my hamster died, hey, is, is okay. I don't know, uh, what would a hamster's name be today? Uh, 360 No Scope XX Pussy Slayer 69, will he be in heaven, <laughs> right? <laughs> And, and, and the, the 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 preachers like that's just, that's a disgusting name, but yeah, everything you love will be in heaven, and every heaven is personalized to fit that person. So let us take the most infamous of infamous people who died. Finally, after supposedly dying forty years beforehand, but finally dying in Argentina, Adolf Hitler. Does that mean if he? prayed for forgiveness for his sins and pledged the rest of his life in Argentina to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Does that mean when he dies, he goes to a heaven that is custom-tailored to him where World War II was won by the Nazis? Yeah. In that regard, when I die, is there going to be special rooms in my personal heaven? One room... It's consumed with the American automotive culture of the 50s, 60s, and 70s, and parts of Japan's automotive culture in the 70s and early 80s. Yes. And is there going to be a separate room for firearms ranging between 1873 and forward? Because let's be real here, everything prior to 1873 was just fucking powder ball and bullshit and <laughs> nut. My curiosity is, is VR going to be able to rival such things? Is there going to be a room where I can beat famous pedophiles to death? Because that is a game that not only would I buy on VR, I would buy for every console that was available in VR, much like I have Todd Howard's Skyrim. I know you listen to this, Todd Howard. God bless you. <laughs> what if he actually did just one day, it's just like, oh, this episode, which I'm going to name God Howard... God Howard. And he he's going to be like, oh, oh, these people worship me like gods. I mean, can you give me an experience that allows me to beat to death known pedophiles? That's like a dream of mine. Like, literally, I even figured out how I wouldn't be fucked with in prison for all the illegal firearms I don't manufacture yet. yet. What? My point is, if I went to prison, I would just find the nearest pedophile and kill them. I don't care the circumstance at this point. Recently, read a story about a dude that did that. Really? Yeah. Well, he went to prison for killing. Oh yeah, I think I remember his um, his daughter's rapist, and um, apparently he killed the dude while he was with his family. His fam he sent his family upstairs, and then killed the dude. Shot the dude in the face and, and did like thirteen found, years in prison. Yeah, thirteen yeah. years in prison. They finally found all his child pornographic stuff with his and neighbor's like 15 kids. Fifteen other 
after girls. after he'd served eleven years of the prison sentence, they Holy finally found shit. all this shit. Yeah, like that's, photographs. That's, I remember hearing about that on Reddit. This guy should be released from prison with a but full he, fucking party, but he won't. No, nope, because he, he killed somebody. He's gonna sit there and do his time, and guess what? I bet you he don't get fucked with it all. He'd probably sit there and do his time with a smile on his fucking face. That man raped to the point where his daughter needed stitches. Inside stitches. Yeah. Bro just went over there with his 45 because the dude was like, what, like a foot tall and 100 pounds He was like fucking 6 foot 5 while this dude was like a 5 foot 5 dude. He just took his 45 over there, fucking shot him in the face. He had class. He sent the wife and the daughter upstairs. Didn't want him to hear. Didn't want him to know why initially. Wanted him to find out why later. They were all going to have to deal with enough that night because he knew what would happen. He was going to kill him. That's exactly what he did. Hmm. And I think that's the responsibility. And any us father in that situation would do the same. Would do the same. Yep. Absolutely. There was a point in time where I'm 100% sure my father was willing to fly out of state to take care of some business he'd heard it happen. And that's one of the things that I'm worried about bringing a child into this world. That's why me as an adult, I want to be sterilized. Uh, admittedly, I want some of my genetic information frozen, which they offer at multiple storage facilities for very low prices, might I add. Yeah. But like 700 bucks buys you the clip-clip procedure and frozen storage for 10 years. That's reasonable, and I want that, because I don't want to bring a child into this world until I'm ready to raise it to a point where I know it can be prepared for the things this world's going to throw to it, because it's ever-changing. Corona. Corona. <laughs> but the thing is, is I want my child to be able to learn from experiences that I've had. And it's, it's to the point where I don't want to homeschool my child. Let's be real here. I'm not that intelligent. I don't want to homeschool my child, but I want them to know what's really happening. And you know what's happening today? We're recording a podcast about our most fucked up D&D character, so I'm going to turn this over to Kevin. What's your most fucked up D&D character? I mean, not the most funniest most fucked up D&D character idea you've had aside from the father-son team which I support I mean I don't really have any fucked up ones I, I do I got besides one like one. you know I've got like 10 my awesome paladin <laughs> that I want to use I think please describe the paladin Reinhardt hasn't heard the full details my half-length paladin yeah he's also a druid yeah he carries his full plate he carries a Khazar shield? Not, a car. K-H-A-R. Basically, yeah. it's a, a demon skull with horns, but it, a shield is made under it. Oh. So it's like made into the shield. Oh, that's dope. It's cool as shit. With a scorpion whip. And my whole goal with this character is to whip the enemy, bring them in, subdue them, and do damage with the whip and the shield. While grappling them. While, while, while they're being grappled. So like a leg scissors while you're fucking doing this shit. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Okay, okay. You, um, you ever you ever got whacked with an electrical cord? Yes. Okay, now imagine someone holding your face into the dirt while whapping the back of your calves with an electrical cord. God. You'd give up pretty quick, right? Yep, I think after the first okay, one. It's a claw <laughs> shield and a scorpion whip that also does poison damage if you really piss them off. Oh. Huh. Now imagine that from a two and a half foot half leg. Two and a half feet, right? Yeah. Two yeah, and two and a half foot. 
I love that it. That does but everything, does. not on strength, but on dexterity. So he does full size damage. <laughs> yeah. I love it. And it's not really they have to do like a, what is it, a strength saving throw? They can't. It has to be more of like an acrobatics, athletics check. They have weapon finesse and like an equivalent for combat maneuver checks. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. But um, I had this fucked up character, and his name was Prince Hardroth, the Eater of Screams. He's a human druid who got bumped in the head somehow, and now he thinks he's some sort of like demi, like evil demigod named Prince Hargaroth, the Eater of Screams. So he goes around, you know, a lot of people know him as the herbologist uh, in the little town, but he now goes around and just fucking, it's just a dick to everyone. Like, you would bow before me, kind of stupid shit. And he's a druid. So he has that spell that lets fucking vines come out and trip people. Which he does all the fucking time. Because he's a dick. Because he's a dick now. But his, but his name's like Larry or some shit like that. So he's got this awesome, powerful name. But his name is very mundane. And he himself is a mundane person. Yeah. He's just I'm like, aroused. hi, I'm Larry. You know. Are you not aroused? I, I wish Bella Delphine did that. Oh, God. She wouldn't be irrelevant as she is. A gamer today. girl bath one, man. Oh, oh yeah. I I have another one. It's a bard of the negotiator subclass. His name is Billiam Maximo. Billiam Maximo. Uh, he he goes around pretending he is Grognock, the eater of worlds. Because he hates his fucking name and he wants everybody to think that, you know, he's some sort of demigod so they can just give him everything he wants. And we'll be right back after these messages. And we're back, and unfortunately, to, uh, our special guest has to go home because he got to be up early in the morning. So, uh, Deuces, is there anything you want to say to the five people that listen to this? The Zima Box crew representing, even though it's like probably just us and my girlfriend listening to it twice. Mm-hmm. I love <laughs> you guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening, you know, guys. Every single day, I'm going to think about this. The one thing it will let me do that I know will happen 100% without fail. Without fail. I'm not right now. (laughs) 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 That joke will never get old. (sighs) Nope. Just like those kids in Jeffrey Epstein's basement. Kevin, it was great having you. Oh, God. Hold my beard. Holding your beard. You got it. I'm gonna eat your pizza in the next ten minutes. Yeah. I'm already back on it. Sorry, bro. Your pizza's toast. I mean, technically, it is kind of toast. It's toasted pizza crust with toppings. But I digress. Yeah. It was great having you. I appreciate <laughs> you coming by, and I look forward to working with. Is there anything left in that? They better not be. Look like all this. Okay, it's about to say that be fucking moment of arrangement. Uh, that will be. That special bottle will be in the freezer for you. This is yours. Touch it until it comes back. That is also yours. You know what? Order some screws off Amazon and dig with it. You might be able to fix that mod. Anyway, thank you, Kevin. I'll see you tomorrow, bud. If you order screws and fix it, I'll pay you for it. Okay. Love you. Love you back the teeth. Bye. Love you, brother.
It was great having a special guest. Yeah. And for that being said, if at any point you want to appear on the Zima Box podcast, you can message either Anthony Jordan Weekly or Anthony John Reinhardt on Facebook. We'll be more than happy to accept applications, and we look forward to talking with each of you. Or you All... can text me at 904-867-5309. Again, that's 904-867-5309. And now back onto our scheduled topic, uh, odd and strange D&D characters we've come up with. One of my personal favorites that I had hoped would gain a little bit more time in play, but... Sadly, I've never been able to play. His name is simply Peanut. Peanut? Yes. Okay. He is a Minotaur alchemist. Minotaur alchemist. Okay. Yeah, that's right. He's a monster race. Unfortunately, thanks to things like D20, they've been able to release monster race stat lists that pretty well make sense. He's a Minotaur who... For his first two alchemical discovery, alchemical discoveries, I should say, were vestigial arms. Oh, I remember this one. He was a four-armed, four-legged minotaur. Oh, I love it. And and you want to hear the crazy thing? He became a monk after that. (laughs) He became a monk after that, and his chosen... Now, granted, in... um, in D&D, it was a, a, a form of grappling style. Uh, I think it was boar style. Basically, you were able to catch people. or It involved um, uh, bull grapple. Basically, you're able to catch people that were coming at you, and you got bonuses to grabbing people when you were on the run. And his movement speed was 70. 70? Holy yes. shit! He was able to sprint across the battlefield. And anyone in the path he was sprinting, he got free checks to grapple or trample to perform a combat maneuver. That's how it was listed. So he could trample, he could trip, he could grapple, he could do whatever he felt like. Did he talk like this? Peanut smash! No. No. He talked very much like uh, Skimpy P. Giblets. Which I have to say. So... There's this character I made named Sims, uh, Skimpy P. Giblets. Giblets. Yeah, oh, like man. like uh, when you're cooking the turkey and you take the giblets out and make the giblet things. Yeah. Yeah. Pardon me, my fat ass is grabbing another slice of pizza because obesity. <laughs> but, uh, oh, you bitch. Oh, don't you love that when that happens? I hate when that happens. Anyway. Anyways, pizza broken half. R.I.P. Pizza. Um, You'll never be the same. <laughs> R.I.P. the goat. Um, Bridge <laughs> by then. Anyway. Uh, so, Skippy P. Giblets. Ooh-wee. My name is Skippy P. Giblets. See, I was raised in a swamp, you see. Raised by bullfrogs. Now, these weren't your ordinary, everyday bullfrogs. These bullfrogs stand about 25, maybe 30 hands tall. They was behemoth bullfrogs. Yeah, they were. They were some big old bullfrogs. And he'll pick up like a scroll and be like, let me see that scroll there. Just as I thought, I don't know how to read. (laughs) My guy was full of... Honestly, 
more popular southern phrases. For instance, now you gotta be careful, Sonny. A snake only dies at sundown. What's implied there is the real life implication that you can decapitate a rattlesnake and 12 hours later, a last little electrical impulse can cause it, its head to close in strike form. You can be bitten by a rattlesnake... After it's died. After it's been decapitated up to 12 hours later because of a reflex action. So your guy must have, like, He's incredibly got, high wisdom. It was a 24. Fuck yes. Before magical items or anything extra. He was level 8. That's where they fucked up. They got a plus 2 bonus, got a 20 in it on the roll, and levels 4 and 8 were both put in with them. Oh, that's awesome. He was wise at a 9 intelligence. I love it. But he could put, But he'd even do wrong ones. Like one I read on uh, Tumblr. You can... Uh, what was that? It wasn't the old classic, you can lead a horse to water. Oh, yeah. It was, you, it was, um, he would tell a story about this guy that, um, he, he, he led a, uh, a planting class, like a greenhouse class, for a bunch of hippies and, you know, million dollar girls that didn't understand how life or reality worked. They'd be like, I put the dirt in it, why didn't it grow? Like those types of people, right? And it was, you can lead a horticulture, but you can't make them think. <laughs> I love it. You <laughs> would think like that. Just little southern colloquialisms that he just... And, and what's funny is if you sit there and think about it, it's like, yeah, you're right. But he was chock full of those. And I, and I wish I got to play him, but I never did. Anyway, anyway... Skimpy P. Giblets is one of or, yeah, Giblets is one of my favorite well, characters see, you've come up with. If if I would have rolled low for that campaign, I would have put out Charles. AKA C Murda. He was a wizard. With low rolls. And he talked like this, yeah boy, what's up? Yeah, dog. Yeah, we was just fucking chilling, and then all of a sudden this motherfucker was like, Give me your fucking gold. So I was like and put a fucking fireball in his ass, dog. That guy. Tell me he was just a magician with apprentice cheating gloves. No, he was a wizard. Oh, he was like a real wizard. But he was like, if I would have rolled low, I would have made his intelligence like maybe a 12 or 13 or some shit. As a wizard, that's garbage. Absolute fucking garbage. That's like a barbarian with a 10 strength. To admit, though, that's what I like about D&D, is people making characters in classes where they're not optimized. Don't get me wrong. You may be not as good off in a fight. You may be underpowered in some oh, I political, know. social situation. I know. that Sea murder is not meant to last. <laughs> no, but he'd be a fun character to play, I bet. Goddamn right. I think, honestly, my favorite character I've ever played was William the Sword, Stephen McSmithenstein. A.K.A. the Sarge. The Sarge. Didn't matter who you were. You could have been a king. Everyone was the same. Who were they? Private Queen. Private. Private. No, Fraley's character with that was a dread naked monster. He was Private Zombie. I think you were Private Bitch. 
I was a private bitch, but that's because the character in that campaign I was playing as was basically hiding from his past, like a bitch. And fucking the Sarge knew exactly who the fuck you were. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there was also a fucking uh, a character we played with, uh, Sprague. I'll put his name out there. He was private shit. He earned it. He earned it. That wasn't the T-Rex uh, one, but... No, that was Sex Rex jerseys. Oh, Sex Rex. Oh, my God. God. He was a backward sex king. So he was, um... Edgelord sex king. Yeah. He was basically what fucking assholes want to be. My penis comes sadness. Yeah, he, he rode around like a ghost phantom horse. He looked like every Devil May Cry character ever. My first generation of Grindem beats our season to the dare. I fucking loved Grindem. Tell them about Grindem Firehand, which, by the way, if we ever get a metal band together, we need a uh, Grindem Firehand series, like part one, part two, part three, part four, part five. So Grindem Firehand was a cleric, and he was a dwarf cleric. Yep. Which, if anyone who's played, like, second edition, remembers back when being a dwarf was its own class. But if they continue to play third edition, they remember when Dwarf Cleric was the combo to have. That wisdom, boost, that wisdom boost right out the gate helped them incredibly. Plus mm-hmm. two wisdom automatically. Yep. They were already fit for the Cleric class. Plus two for Wisdom Con and minus two for uh, Charisma, I believe. Yep. Don't get me wrong. He's a tall. He's a tall dwarf. He's about four foot, four foot three, four foot two. He's tall for a dwarf. But um, he had a half-angel brother named uh, Orange Strongchalk. Oh, yeah. And uh, Grindem, when he was a kid, he used to watch from Mount Kielstone, uh, these this barbarian tribe, the Lionhearts, that lived at the bottom. And he observed them and participated in some battles, but when he um, pledged his life to... Um, Iron Ray, I think it was. Iron Ray? I think that was her name. Saren Ray. Saren Ray! Thank you. Saren Ray. He became an Angel Fire Apostle in her name. And uh, he had been able to stop tribal war between two different tribes, but of the same family. Yeah. And he stopped the war by going across a battlefield, and every step he took, he was melting weapons in the hands of people who were fighting. And he basically displayed such a prowess and a wisdom to the tribal leaders, to both of them individually about the war, telling them both to stop. And they refused his wisdom to the point where he destroyed the weapons in the process and convinced them to stop fighting. He is my absolute favorite character I've ever played, and he's made a special appearance in two different campaigns where he is now an interdimensional traveler capable of jumping in between realms to assist those in need, but only if they have spoken to me as the character creator beforehand, and if we've discussed a way for them to join. In such case, it's usually a scrap of paper given by religious elites of the Church of Sarenrae. They're distributed amongst the very high valuable agents of that church, or to other members of societies that are associated with the church. Honestly, there's a couple players that absolutely hate him. And I don't blame them for one reason and one reason only. 
he worships a true neutral god. <laughs> he fights as a cleric of Saturn Ray while getting his powers from Trud, the neutral dwarven god of war. So he can cast evil spells if he wants to, as long as it's for a good purpose. And Trud's just like, fuck yeah, that balances out. Send it. So he has this arsenal of evil that he can unleash on other evils if he so chooses, and it makes him super efficient. Oh, what's that? You're going to unleash a 40-foot-tall bug? Congratulations. It forgot how to move its muscles. I consumed six points of wisdom from it. It now has a zero wisdom score. That hurt me. I made this fucking character. It was a Trox, right? And a Trox is basically a giant fucking beetle. Beetle person. A giant undead cockroach. Well, no. The undead thing I added for flavor. Because I wanted fucking some of the uh, things to not work. <laughs> well, well, the one thing that shouldn't have worked worked really well. The one thing neither one of us knew. So he... Uh, so... Fucking one of our other players put an acid pit on one leg. Another player put a fucking, just a hole on the other leg. So he just went dunk and just fell. He this guy acid on his left foot, slammed his nuts in the middle, and is just hanging on his right foot. He's having a bad day. And so this motherfucker comes over and does this thing called Screaming Flames. Yes, I think it's like 48 just fire, fire damage, damage and, and then, then 1d6 wisdom damage. I got a perfect six on that motherfucker. And he only had a five wisdom. That mother he he was so out of wisdom. He wasn't wise enough. Huh, maybe I should try to stand up and defend myself against these people attacking me. We didn't even roll the turn by turn damage. Nope, I because he won, he had fucking four hundred and eighty six health hit points. Because we I was like, alright, let's that. Yeah. I was like, all right, here's going to be a big-ass challenge. This fucking 40-foot-tall by 20-foot-wide fucking undead bug with four fucking uh, battle axes just dunk-dunk-dunk-dunk having four uh, attacks around. He didn't even get to swing. Nah, son. That was bullshit, man. Hearing what you're saying enough about to you, son. I got 99 problems, but the trucks ain't one. Like, that, <laughs> that fucking hurt. Uh, that it hurt me. It hurt our viewers. I'm you, sorry. But you have to understand how, how excited and powerful we felt. We felt that as a team, we were better than Mr. T could have ever put together. We were the real A-team. The well, then there was fucking Jason. It's just hiding in the corner like, nope. The Scottish It's Okay team. The A-team. Up oh, in our prior host is calling me back. Give me a second. Alright, so we got actually a minute and 15 seconds left in the podcast. Uh, I'm curious what... Because my favorite D&D character you ever played was Grind and Firehand. Mm-hmm. What's mine that I ever played? That very first wizard. Oh my god, I Steve the Destroyer of Worlds. Steve the Destroyer of Worlds. Keith, let me tell you, he had the biggest nuts of any other wizard, of any other character you've ever played. He walked in, very low level, walked up to one of my military compatriots and was like, Hey, yo, I'm here. Wanna fuck? Wanna fuck? Him and her conceived werebear children. 
I love it. And I didn't even know I was uh, conceived of werebears because, like, the previous day, I fucked, like, three hookers at the same time. This was after <laughs> he got shot three inches above the dick with a crossbow. Yep. I, I love that character. That character I, was I fun. Missed that. I missed that game. It was a really fun game. It was our first game. We're playing it. We're playing it uh, technically again right now. But we got 10 seconds left. That's going to be something for another podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Zemo Box. I'm Anthony. And I'm a winner. Oh my god. Stay white, people.